Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Ah, Nikki Haley. I saw on CNN that she was the real winner. Was it CNN that she, even though she lost, she won because, you know, so many Democrats identifying as independents came out and voted for her. Quite a day in the history of American politics. President Trump walking away with it in New Hampshire. Winning very handily. But uh, we have an extremely corrupt news media. Stocked by well-paid, extremely corrupt individuals. Whose bosses are very, very often, almost universally, very corrupt executives. You know who believe that they have a political tool in their hand and they they wish to use it to their personal advantage. Besides, that way, when they're they're at at rooftop cocktail parties on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, they can tell their friends with a wink and a nod that they're doing their part. For the left-wing cause, they love Hamas and not Israel. Did you see? I don't know how this got by me, but this... Taylor Swift, you know Taylor Swift, she sings songs and goes to football games. And uh, she, uh, I I missed it, it was in December now, last month, she went to a pro-Hamas fundraiser. She's a fundraiser for Hamas, big, powerful, singing, songstress, celebrity, uh, pro-Hamas. What is it with them and Hamas? uh, It's pretty crazy. I thought Jews controlled the media. What happened to that? I guess that's all over with. Uh, the, The Jews controlling the media have to have to bow to the forces of the left, demonstrate their fealty. Otherwise, they may not be invited to those rooftop cocktail parties on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, you know, once it gets warm again. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today, as is always the case. But New Hampshire was yesterday the, the first in the nation primary, but not for the Democrats because race, because race gets in the way of everything with them. Also, Joe Biden spoke yesterday. Uh, he went out to bang the drum for abortion. They really love abortion. There was a uh, crazy woman in the crowd, you know, a typical Democrat, who got up and started screaming on behalf of Hamas, just like uh, Taylor Swift. Got up and started screaming, hey, cease fire now, because that'd be really good for radical Islamic jihadis and bad for Israel. So got up and started screaming. And uh, Biden, who stumbled through this abortion speech in Virginia, uh, said, oh, yeah, this lady's a mega Republican. That's just another slur that they use now, like the racist slurs that the Democrats are so fond of using and have been for so long. And the, the slurs, you know, a MAGA, just a MAGA, is a slur. Make America great again? That's a, that's a nasty term to them because they're not in favor of that. And they don't believe America was ever great because they're not liberals, they're the left. But what do you hear Joe Biden from yesterday? How many sound bites? We have four at least sound bites, I think, of Joe Biden at his speech yesterday. Slurring his speech, you can't tell what he's trying to say. He doesn't know what he's trying to say. The heckler steps in with the pro-Hamas stuff, and he calls her a MAGA person like that's what's going on. You guys should stop looting every place. Will you stop looting? Maybe he should give a no more looting speech. Just saying. How about no more carjacking? No more carjacking speech. In uh, Washington, D.C., we learned that the police, Metropolitan Police Department, arrested a 12-year-old boy for a strong-arm robbery on the sidewalk with a mob of kids and then a carjacking because a good Samaritan stopped to try to help someone that was being beaten by a mob on the sidewalk in Washington, D.C. It's our nation's capital run by Democrats. 
And when the Good Samaritan got out of his car to try to help, then the mob of five attacked him, uh, beat him, jumped into his car, stole his car because Democrats, you know, which uh, the problem is not our guns, it's your sons. It's your try not raising criminals for a generation. We would appreciate it. All of civilization would appreciate it. That'd be nice. So we got uh, just scratching the surface on on that. And, and Joe Biden, the heckler, kind of fun. How many kids have you killed is the, uh, is the, the heckler. And the pro-Palestine got this, uh, this crazy thing. Because it was a pro-abortion rally, wasn't it? They love abortion. They, love, they, they don't like children. They say they do, but they don't. Joe likes sniffing them and touching them inappropriately, as do so many Democrats come to think of it, with that whole gender thing and everything. Uh, but never mind that. Uh, Nikki Haley in New Hampshire, she promises to soldier on. That's what uh, some such militaristic terms. Uh, after her defeat to Donald Trump, this race is far from over. Why do you always have to bring race into it? Why is it always about race? Just amazing stuff. So primary results, I've got those. And, and what the voters thought, kind of interesting stuff on what the voters thought, because they, uh, they get polled. They take a poll. And the, uh, not the kind of poll that Hunter Biden and his you know, baby mama, not, the, not that kind, a different kind. It's like a survey. But uh, we'll get to that. And the border, this is great stuff. Now, Joe Biden completely ignored the Supreme Court when they told him it was illegal to throw $136 billion to buy votes, taxpayer money, by paying off student debt for would-be Democrat Party voters. $136 billion, I believe, we're at now, which is completely insane. And uh, he's paying off student debt. He's buying votes, which is what he's doing. It's the old Chicago walking-around money technique brought to a, a federal level, a national level. Amazing stuff. So he ignored the Supreme Court on that. And now uh, it looks like the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, is following Joe Biden's lead and ignoring the Supreme Court when the Supreme Court ruled the other day that uh, the federal government could go in and cut razor wire. And in Texas, the governor, Greg Abbott, a Republican who's on the side of the United States of America and sovereignty and the law and, uh, you know, never mind that, and a border uh, Joe Biden doesn't like a border. He would wipe this country off the map. Given another four years, he may very well accomplish that in its entirety. But the tax, Texas National Guard, under Governor Abbott, responds to Supreme Court order by installing more razor wire. Installing more razor wire because if Joe Biden doesn't obey the Supreme Court's rulings, why should the state of Texas obey the Supreme Court's rulings? Joe Biden is an anarchist. He's, he can't spell that word. He probably can't pronounce it. He certainly doesn't know what it means. But Joe Biden is an anarchist, and uh, he really needs to step down so they can put in. Who are they going to put in? They're gonna, who are they going to put into Joe Biden's place? Come election day, somebody else is going to be on the ballot. But they might have to write him in. And the news media is very excited that Joe Biden won in New Hampshire because, you know, he was running against Dean Phillips. I think Dean Phillips is his big competition. And Dean Phillips was out there, a Democrat, running against Joe Biden for the presidency of the United States. He's a member of Congress, uh, a Democrat from Minnesota. And uh, Minnesota. And uh, yesterday he went out, he told a story on CNN about how he went over to a, a group of, uh, it was a Trump rally, a pro-Trump rally, and people waiting in line. And this Dean Phillips Democrat guy running for president said he went over to the crowd of Trump people, of pro-Trump people, and you'll never guess what happened. 
It's kind of amazing what happened. I've got him telling the story for you. He shared the story on CNN, and then he went over to Fox News, and he was asked again, hey, I hear you went over to a Trump rally. Uh, What was that like? And he told the story again, and I want to share that with you because it's quite interesting, and it's not in keeping with the media narrative, you know, about the media narrative. It's not It's not consistent with what the phony, baloney, corrupt, Democrat-run media would tell you. So we got that, too. And that's interesting stuff. And I, I love the fact that Texas and Greg Abbott uh, have said, oh, oh, the Supreme Court says we can't do that. Well, uh, the president ignores the Supreme Court, and we're going to ignore the Supreme Court, too. I think that's a wonderful thing. Great stuff. Uh, And, you know, I played for you the other day the audio of this psychopath crossing illegally into the United States across our southern border when someone with first responders media asked him, hey, where are you from? And this um, uh, apparent jihadi, you would identify him as a jihadi from satellite photos. And then when he starts talking, you know he's a jihadi. So you're not smart enough to know who I am, like everybody at the southern border of the United States is supposed to know who this guy is. This guy, yes, he's got quite an ego. He, um, he thinks everybody around the world recognizes him. Well, it turns out that the guy is an Islamic party leader from Azerbaijan. So we got an Azerbaijani jihadi in the house because Joe Biden is waving the world in, uh, especially the ones that want to kill us all. And I'll update you on that too because that's quite remarkable. Speaking of the jihad, a uh, violent mob of Italian anti-Israel. You know, Italy had their fascist too, Benito Mussolini. He was a socialist all his adult life till he jumped over to the to the fascist bandwagon because in Italy they started doing pretty well. But Benito Mussolini is socialist. And Benito Mussolini, who described fascism as a merger of state and corporate power, which is what we see with the Democrat Party and the media in the United States of America, the most important corporate power in the world, the American news media, and, of course, social media, which is why they you know, still have it in for Elon Musk, because they demand information dominance or nothing at all. But in Italy, a violent mob of, uh, they're like, what would be Democrats here in the United States? They have communists, actual communists that call themselves communists in Italy all over the place. We have actual communists in the United States, too. They just typically don't call themselves communists. Some do. But uh, for the most part, they don't. So I wanted that this Italian mob riots uh, because uh, there was a, a festival, a trade fair, and one of the tables at the trade fair was an Israeli-themed table. And so there were riots by the usual suspects because, you know, keep in mind, the Nazi party was called by Adolf Hitler the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany. Somehow the academia has written that out of the conversation for the most part. But Hitler's Socialist Workers Party, Benito Mussolini, uh, was a career Socialist Party leader until he jumped over to the fascists because he saw they were going somewhere. And uh, then he ended up hanging upside down by his ankles in a town square being beaten with chairs and things. Uh, He didn't uh, fare very well in the end. But never mind that. Uh, Also, Harvard University, they love plagiarism at least as much as Joe Biden, and the, uh, the cancer hospital there. They're retracting and rewriting papers all over the place because they were plagiarized and they're not true and they're lies and they're stolen and you know there's no integrity and no honor and all of that stuff. 
We've got the New York Times reporter, New York Times reporter, who is their climate reporter. And he's got some extreme and radical ideas. Joe Biden's not going to talk about him being an extremist. But if you're looking for the real extremists, I can help point the way. And the New York Times has uh, got a pretty good example of that today. Uh, and in the meantime, with all the open borders and the illegals and the jihadis and the bankrupting everything and the climate people, you know, they're climate refugees. No, they're not. Uh, we go on vacation to the countries where these climate refugees are fleeing so we can go to the beach, dig our toes into the sand, you know, have an ice cold cocktail. Oh, they have to flee because it's so bad. Really? I'm, I'm you know, uh, flying down there for, for a long weekend. But never mind that. Eric Adams in New York announces $2 billion, a $2 billion medical bailout in the city of New York for 500,000 New York residents, New York City residents, $2 billion to pay off their medical bills. But I, I thought that, I thought that uh, Obamacare fixed all that. I thought Barack Obama and Joe Biden and the Democrats in Congress fixed health care, and now it's all better. Is that uh, but he's got to come up with $2 billion just for New York City to pay off the medical bills of the 500,000 people that are, this is, they're, they're Bolsheviks, they're socialists, they're redistributionists. Michelle Obama said recently in her mental illness uh, podcast interview that we're going to force trickle-down economics. It will be mandatory. You'll have no choice. The government has the guns. They're going to come and take the money and uh, spend billions and billions, but Joe Biden spends trillions and trillions. If we're not trickling voluntarily, mm-hmm. <laughs> then we need to be forced to trickle. Forced. <laughs> Mandatory <laughs> trickling down. Yeah. That's hilarious. Gun to the head of the American people. <laughs> we're going to force trickle down. We should start with you, with your tens of millions of dollars and ill-gotten gains for nothing at all. Oh, they're executive producers of movies. Really? They have some background on that? from Netflix and tens of millions of dollars and their wonderful books, tens of millions of dollars more, and their oceanfront estates, not worried at all about the rising oceans. Of course, Barack Obama did say when he was elected that was the moment when the rise of the oceans began to slow. Kind of a psychotic power complex there, I'm thinking. A little bit of an ego. Got amazing stuff. Uh, You know, on... uh, a neighborhood in Washington, D.C., Columbia Heights, where they put up the flyers. There was another flyer yesterday to go loot everything, and this time at the Target store. Well, I've got an update on the neighborhood. The left is making everything better. If you want to live in a food desert, a drug desert, a business desert, then the left is making everything better. So a uh, little... Uh, little sampling of what we're going to get to today. We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Are you into weird, spooky, and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us? Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
All right, and I've got uh, DC Chaos Anarchy uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome stuff coming up for you today. But right now, let's go to the telephones. And it's mailbag day. It's mailbag day. I have my mailbag questions right here in front of me. Let's go to Brian calling from Potomac, Maryland. Brian, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Thank you so much for taking my call. I just uh, wanted to uh, uh, illustrate that uh, last night uh, with Nikki Haley getting 70 percent of unregistered Republican voters, it was a perfect time to remind everyone about uh, the great Rush Limbaugh and his Operation Chaos back in 2008 when he asked all of his uh, voters to sow chaos into the Democrat primary between uh, Barack Obama who was then leading, and Hillary Clinton, uh, just to try and stretch that out and uh, cause as much divisiveness as possible between those two leading candidates. And uh, if you remember, it worked uh, pretty well because it kept the uh, primary race going for quite some time. So I hope Nikki Haley isn't uh, patting herself too hard on the back because I don't really think that it's going to uh, work for her, Uh, but it might get her on the ticket. You never know. Uh, you, you're, you're absolutely right about, uh, about everything that you said, I think. And, uh, the great Rush Limbaugh and Operation Chaos and the Democrats have always intuitively thrown out Operation Chaos. They've always meddled in the system. Monkey wrenching the system is what they used to call it, where they find ways to, to tamper with, to corrupt, I think is probably the most accurate word, our system of electing uh, our leaders, because uh, they're the left. They're not liberals. They're the left. And there has to be an asterisk next to the uh, Nikki Haley number from New Hampshire, New Hampshire yesterday. Because as you described, Brian, they organized, they orchestrated a get-out-the-vote of independent voters who can vote either way uh, if you're registered as an independent, so you're not party-affiliated. So you go out and you vote in the Republican race, to try to defeat Donald Trump, and that failed. Trump won by more than 10 points. But the asterisk comes because the Democrats were, you're right, engaging in sort of a version of Operation Chaos. Um, and and I've got that coming. And the news media, one of the news media outlets accidentally said out loud, uh, oh, uh, wait a minute, a lot of these voters are not actually Republican voters that are vo- voting for Nikki Haley. And that's coming up. Thanks, Brian. America starts the day with America in the morning. Pending home sales numbers, they tanked in April, but there are. Hi, I'm John Trout, your host for the latest news, politics, entertainment, business, and weather. Octane action in the dust, a new film puts. Our staff of correspondents provide a fast paced look at the world with specialized reports from where news happens. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Amazon. Concise, accurate, and fresh each day. America in the morning, the podcast, available wherever you listen. Now, you know, the I'm going to get uh, Nikki Haley and the news media and the lies they tell and the Democrats monkey-wrenching the system in New Hampshire uh, because of hate. They're driven by hatred, hatred of Donald Trump primarily, but, you know, more broadly, you and the American flag, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. The, they're the left. They're not liberals. Liberals love the Bill of Rights. The left wants to, wants to mulch the Bill of Rights 
and uh, use it in your garden because, you know, mulch is good for your garden. But let me get uh, to the Democrats loving crime for a minute because they're, it's one of the things they're good at. They raise a lot of criminals. They get illegal guns. They commit untold numbers of crimes, certainly in Washington, D.C., and Chicago, and Baltimore, and New York, and Los Angeles, and San Francisco, and across the country. Uh, the overwhelming number of crimes committed by Democrats. How do I know that? Well, the Democrats are fighting to get the vote. They want every incarcerated person in America to be allowed to vote on Election Day or 90 days before Election Day because they might be stabbed to death in prison by another Democrat, you know, like uh, Officer Derek Chauvin in uh, Minneapolis who was stabbed, I don't know how many times, a dozen times or something recently by by Democrats. But the Democrats want to guarantee the vote to everybody incarcerated in a county jail, in a state penitentiary, in a federal penitentiary. And that's because they've uh, done exhaustive studies and they've discovered that that would benefit the Democrat Party very substantially on Election Day. And they love crime. They, uh, that's the other part of it. They love, they, first, they love winning elections, but they also love crime. And if they can combine the two, that's fine with them. That's good. In Pennsylvania, ignore the state constitution. Let county Democrat, of course, officials change election law in the lead up to presidential election and then uh, just scoff at anyone that raises an eyebrow because they know they're not going to be prosecuted by the Justice Department or anything like that. Never mind that. Mail-out ballots, ballot harvesting, ballot box stuffing, blue surgical gloves to stuff the ballot boxes, in Atlanta, which, you know, is not, uh, there was no snowstorm. But in any case, let me get back to the crime in, in D.C. I mentioned that the D.C. police booked a 12-year-old, a 12-year-old boy, because the, uh, a, the, the carjacking task force arrested, and that's, uh, I bet they're a busy group of people. They probably need to be 10 times the size that they actually are, the carjacking task, for, task force for the Metropolitan Police Department in Washington, D.C. But, um, they arrested a 12-year-old who was involved in a, um, a, a victim standing next to his electric bicycle on Irving Street Northwest, uh, 1300 block. I used to live not far from there. And this is where you, we found the banner with the, hey, loot everything at the, I think it was the Safeway store. Go loot everything at the Safeway store because a manager there is a racist or something like that, right? Then we had another one yesterday that you're supposed to go to the Target store in that neighborhood, there's a store, and they have a grocery store, and they have lots. You know, you get uh, good pajamas there and stuff. And uh, and they put up another flyer. The Democrats did, saying you should go loot the Target store. And they said it's because a manager there approached naturally an African American man in the store eating a sandwich, eating a sandwich. And the uh, and this is what the flyer claims. And the manager, who was presumably white, uh, was mean to the black man eating a sandwich. Well, it's not a deli counter. It's it's the Target store. Um, and I'd like to see the, the instance probably never happen. And they're recommending again that everyone in the neighborhood go to the Target store and loot everything until the store shelves are bare, right? Until the store shelves are bare. So this is the same neighborhood, Columbia Heights, 1300 block of Irving Street, Northwest. And uh, when a victim yelled for help because a gang of five Democrat children attacked the man because they wanted to steal his electric bike. 
And then a um, while he's yelling for help, another man who was parked in his vehicle right there left his vehicle running, got out to come to the, the aid of the man that was being attacked by five Democrat criminals. And then the five suspects jumped into the second victim's car, and they uh, naturally they stole his car, right? Stole his keys. Five suspects fled in the second victim's vehicle, and that's kind of normal stuff. So the 12-year-old juvenile male of Northwest Washington, D.C., was arrested, charged with assault with intent to rob and theft because of the stolen vehicle, right? That's perfectly normal stuff now. Now, with uh, keeping in mind all of the, the looting and the recommendations for looting and stuff. I, uh, I've told you about the, and it's made national news, the CVS drugstore in the, the same neighborhood, Columbia Heights, has been looted every day forever now because Democrats walk in there in a threatening posture, either one or two or sometimes a whole gang of them, and they go in sometimes with hefty bags or they go in and they steal a, a box of hefty bags and open them up and use their arms to sweep across the shelves and pile everything into the hefty bags that they're stealing. And they load themselves up with lots and lots of goods from CVS until the the store shelves are bare, as this flyer is now recommending people do to the Target store there, so that the Target store will leave the neighborhood too, and then they'll claim racism because that's what they do in response to everything. Well, I've got an update because I've talked about this Columbia Heights CVS and how the empty store shelves and the the looting and the the employees just shaking their heads there and saying, "Wow, you know what do you what do you?" And then you call the police and the police are like, "Well, you know, I can arrest people, but the Democrats aren't going to prosecute them. They're going to put them back on the street, probably give them a Glock just to you know so they can steal better." But uh, here's the update from NBC News Washington: Columbia Heights CVS known for empty shelves, to close. That is to say, close permanently. And the NBC News Washington has the story. This is the only one that we have, Shopper says. So there we go. We're going to have a drugstore desert because the Democrats have robbed the place blind for so long and the store shelves are completely bare, like they haven't even moved into the location yet, that... It's an embarrassment to Western civilization because the left is assaulting Western civilization. Make no mistake about it. And NBC Washington, Columbia Heights CVS, known for empty shelves to close. This is the only one we have, says a shopper. And now, what is going on here exactly? See, here's what happens. The Democrats go in and steal a hefty bag full of stuff and, you know, look at you in a threatening way or maybe flash a gun or show a knife and... You know, you're just tough guys, so the lady or the man at the CVS aren't going to get killed trying to keep you from stealing a hefty bag full of shampoo, right? And then they go out onto the sidewalk in front of the store, and they set up a banquet table, doubtless stolen also, and they display all of the stolen goods on the banquet table, and they sell the stuff to passers-by, right? And the police don't intervene. Why don't the police intervene? Well, NBC Washington explains. It's uh, pretty amazing stuff. The, uh, the Democrats call this vending, vending, like they're vendors, the street vendors who have just robbed the CVS blind or whatever store they've just robbed blind. Liquor stores are closing down because the Democrats go in and steal everything. And 
God forbid you get in their way and try to stop them, but but never mind that. Now, the um, the mayor and the city council, they're kind of amazing. They, uh, they say the craziest things, don't they? Because the mayor says that vending is legal. Vending, that is selling stuff on the street, is perfectly legal. That's what they said. And you can go in and rob the store and then set up your store outside on the on the sidewalk on a table and sell all the stuff that you just that you just sold all right now the washington examiner has a story dc is getting the crime and disorder it voted for and that's absolutely correct now the cvs is closing down permanently it's i think next month it's going to stay in business till next month but mayor bowser likes to refer to people selling stolen stuff on banquet tables as vending. And the Washington Examiner points out, in quotation marks, vending, asked if her administration was making any effort to see if the items that the street vendors were selling were illegally or legally obtained. The mayor of Washington, D.C., America's capital, casually explained, oh, well, the law has changed. I don't know if you're aware, but the council has decriminalized vending. They've decriminalized pot. They sell hallucinogenic mushrooms in the pot stores now. And they've decriminalized vending, which is selling stolen property. So she said that you can do what you want in terms of vending. That's what the mayor said. This comment, the Washington Examiner explains, did not sit well with District of Columbia City Council Chairman Phil Mendelson who responded by claiming that vending without a license was still a civil penalty, get you a civil penalty, and that it was still illegal to sell stolen items. Wait, it's still illegal to sell stolen items? Well, that would ruin everything for the Democrats and their kids and their, their family. How they're, This is reparations. How are you supposed to put food on the table? Just, uh, just amazing stuff. So with, uh, with that, that story in the rearview mirror, now we learn that the CVS is in Columbia Heights closing down for good, and it'll be gone. And according to locals who used to shop there, I you know, there's nothing to pick up off the shelves anymore. So the shelves will be empty. They're not going to restock between now and when they close because the theft, the, theft, the crime, um, is so rampant that they can't stay in business anymore. And now the left is putting up flyers saying target the uh, the Target store next, that the Target store is next on their list, and they're going to strip the strip the shelves clean there, and they're targeting the Safeway store, the grocery store. And so when the Target store leaves, and then the, the District of Columbia were down 500 police officers because the Democrats defunded the police, and police arrest people and bring them in, and the criminals are let go before the police are done with their paperwork, so there's, and there are no more chases, no more chasing uh, criminals because when criminals run or drive away in stolen cars, you have to let them get away because the Democrats are in charge here. And so this is a, you know, a work-free drug place where, where criminals run free and good men die like dogs. And that is the, uh, that is the District of Columbia under Democrat leadership. And it's pretty much like every other major city in the United States. So uh, boom goes London, boom a Paris. The, uh, the Democrats are destroying the world. They call themselves Democrats. 
They call themselves liberals. They're neither. They're leftists. The Democratic Party isn't. In the same sense that friendly fire isn't. And uh, this is your Washington, D.C. Democrat Party leadership in 2024. And again, when the CBS goes and the and the residents who are now saying, this is the only one we have. We don't have another CVS. We don't have a Walgreens because they've fled the city too. And the empty shelves CVS will be closing. There will be nothing else in the neighborhood. And then the news stories will ignore all of this and they'll, as though none of this ever happened, and they'll blame corporate greed and CVS for leaving them in a CVS desert, in a pharmacy desert, in a local shopping desert. And now they're targeting the Target store and the Safeway. And when they leave, then the Democrats will, you know, have to hold everybody up at gunpoint and steal everything they have because it's reparations. But this is what the Democrats do. This is how they lead. This is their leadership. And when we hear Joe Biden from today, or from yesterday, but uh, I'll share it with you today. Pretty amazing stuff. I've got to, I've got to say. Let me tell you. Uh, let's uh, take another phone call, Michael, and and we're going to get all this amazing stuff in the news media about New Hampshire, uh, the mayhem. You know, they accuse Donald Trump of being the agent of chaos, and the and the Republicans being the party of chaos. How completely absurd! Again, that's the Russian playbook that the Democrats use every day as described by a Democrat. But uh, let's grab a uh, phone call. Let me see. Da, da, da. Um, let's, uh, let's go to Dave calling from Wisconsin, the Dairy State. Dave, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Mr. Plant. How are you today? Very well, Dave. What do you know? Is that really what we sound like, Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Well, you know, I'm, I grew up in, uh, you know, uh, Chicago. So, uh, you know, it's Wisconsin. Going up to the brat stop. Get some brats, get some beers. I've had people point that out to me that I have an accent, and I've even been accused of being from Canada. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking that one way maybe to put an end to this uh, looting and then the vending of illegal or illegally gotten goods on the street, maybe somebody should point out to all these Democrat politicians they're not collecting any taxes on this stuff. You know, that I think that, get their attention. well, it might, except, you know, then they just go to the federal government and say, give us billions of dollars because our tax revenues are down because everything's looted from stores instead of being bought in stores. I don't think they even well, care. That is a problem. I think the only way that that mess is ever going to be fixed is with the Convention of States movement. We're, we're never going to get Ted Cruz pointed this out a few months, several months ago, that every time one of these monster spending bills hits the floor of the Senate, Every single Democrat and half the Republicans vote for him. We're not going to fix it through through D.C. It's not going to happen. And, and the Republican Party, I equate them to the Washington generals. They're, the only reason the generals are there is so the Globetrotters have somebody to embarrass. But second place still pays pretty well in Washington. So I don't think as a whole they want any real change. No, and you're right about the Washington generals, the uh, Republicans in Congress playing the role of the Washington generals. Um, they really do just show up to lose, it seems. Um, and nobody fights, and that's why Trump, right, Dave? I mean, that's why Trump is so popular, because he's a Republican that, that stands up and speaks up and, and fights. 
A hundred percent, absolutely. And, you know, I'm looking at VP potentials, and I really like Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Yeah, he. Uh, I got to tell you, he's really good on his feet. Uh, he speaks very well. He knows what case needs to be made, and and he makes it. Um, Dave, no, I love the I love the accent. Uh, yeah. You know, my brothers and I, my Chicago brothers and I, we do the accent all the time. We love the accent. It's a great American accent. Well, I love you. Oh, I thanks. Mercedes, when she opens up on the liberals, but I just love that woman. Mercedes, yeah, I do too. That's great. Thank you, Dave. That's uh, that's wonderful. The Newsmax Show, Mercedes Schlapp. All right, lots of uh, political stuff to get to, Republican and Democrat and media, since really the media is the leading political party in the United States of America. Ba-na-na-na-na. Uh, let's uh, let's go back to the phones once again, and I've got. Then I'm going to have to start getting into a lot of our audio and stories, and it's mailbag day. So let's go to uh, let's see, let's go to line number two, Michael Jay, calling from Arlington, Virginia. Jay, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Love the bumper music. I was hoping it might be "Ain't No Democrat's Son." which is what I'm calling about, um, that I think the vice president sees an unprecedented opportunity for a twofer here to reach out to historically Democrat constituencies. She also wants to prove that anything a boy Democrat can do, a girl Democrat can do better. So if it's not the guns, it's your sons. It might be uh, it's a slaughter and it's your daughter. That what the boys do with guns, the girls can do with abortion. And that's all I have to say. I'll leave it to you. Wow. that's uh, <laughs> Well, they're not the party of life, are they? they uh, no, they're the party of death and mayhem and shooting people and carjackings and lootings and arson and, um, and uh, getting the vote to every incarcerated, incarcerated person in the United States. Uh, that was fun, Jay. I've got a lot of amazing stuff coming right up for you. The news media. The Democrat Party, but I repeat myself, and Trump. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series, In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge seasons one and two of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen.